You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Crossover Thursday. I am David Drogemeyer, host of Locked On Chargers. I am joined by one of my favorite hosts on the Locked On Podcast Network. That is Mike DeBate of Locked On Patriots. And we're going to have some fun. We're going to get some information going about the Patriots, about the Chargers. Uh, but first off, I mean, Mike, how's it going, man? Long time, no talk. It is going great, Dave. Always our favorite time of year. When you talk Pat's Chargers, we love it. We know our listeners love it. And, you know, bottom line, bud, I mean, the feeling is mutual. One of my favorite hosts, and you guys put on one of my favorite shows. As you know, in a previous incarnation in sports media, I did cover the San Diego and Los Angeles Chargers. So this is a team that's very near and dear, close to my heart. Always love seeing these two teams hook up and do battle. And, uh, yeah, this has been uh, a great, uh, you know, back and forth. We've even done some intermediate crossovers, of course, with Adrian Phillips coming over to uh, New England. Now Hunter Henry in New England. Uh, you know, definitely some synergy and some cross between these two teams. So this is going to be a fun one on Halloween. No question about it. Uh, but before we jump in this episode of Locked On Chargers and Locked On Patriots, is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get a tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. So we're going to jump in. We're going to start things off with some injury updates, and then we're going to get into me asking some questions about the Patriots, and then we're going to end things with Mike asking some questions about the Chargers. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. So, Mike, uh, on the Chargers side of things, uh, after the bye week, they are getting very, very healthy, which they really need to. They've been getting exploited, uh, especially uh, in the running game. So one big name that is going to Hopefully help with that is their defensive tackle, Justin Jones. Justin Jones has missed a large portion of the year. That he only really played against the Washington football team. Um, he's always been one of the Chargers' best run defenders, so he will be making his way back in this game and not a moment too soon. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and that's good news for the Chargers. On the Patriots' side of things, news is, I don't want to say great, but it could be worse. Uh, the Patriots started off the week with some rough news. Obviously, slot corner Jonathan Jones out for the year, undergoing shoulder surgery. That's a big yeah. loss for the New England Patriots. There's no question about it. Jonathan is not only one of their most productive players in the secondary, but also one of their most system-savvy players that they have in their arsenal. This is going to be a very, very tough loss for them because the Patriots are not very deep at slot corner. Uh, in uh, anticipation of maybe trying trying to help quell that storm a little bit, brought in Brian Poole, former New York Jet. He joins the practice squad today in New England. Cornerback Sean Wade, who has been on the shelf with a concussion, did practice on Wednesday. So Sean may be an option, but he hasn't taken an NFL regular season snap yet. It's kind of difficult throwing him into the Lions' den and that potent Chargers offense. So something to keep watch on if you're a Chargers fan, that second part of the Patriots secondary, that slot area may be a little bit thin at this point, and they're already having depth issues at outside corner beyond both Jalen Mills and J.C. Jackson, obviously, is their number one. But the Patriots do have some good news on some injured players that left Sunday's game against the, uh, the New York Jets. Uh, all present and accounted for at practice today. That includes safety, Devin McCourty, nursing an abdomen injury. 
he was out there practicing with the team today. Tight end John Smith, who left the game with a shoulder injury, he was out there practicing today. Shaq Mason, another abdominal injury. He's been on the shelf for a little while. He did play on Sunday against the Jets. He was back out there again today. And nose tackle Carl Davis, who was suffering with a wrist injury, he was back out there today as well. So good news for the Patriots on that front, but the loss of Jonathan Jones is still going to continue to hang over this team, and they're going to have to do something about that area in the secondary, and I know we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Yeah, no question. And then a, a couple of the guys on the Chargers side, their free safety, Nazir Adderley, missed the last game, uh, but he is back at practice as well. I mean, they sorely missed him against the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens really uh, had a field day against the Chargers. It was definitely the ugliest game of the year. They were missing him. They were also missing Drew Tranquil, their linebacker, in the middle of, of that defense. He's a guy that just really helps every aspect. A guy who is really good as a pass rusher. He has good instincts in the run game. As also a former safety, so he has some good uh, pass coverage uh, ability as well. Um, two guys that will not be uh, making their way back, unfortunately. Brian Bulaga still going to be on the shelf after really only playing half of a game so far this season. He uh, dealt with a back injury, also had surgery to fix a core muscle situation that he was dealing with. They do expect him to come back at some point this season, but it very uh, it definitely is not going to be against the Patriots. Hopefully uh, some sometime later on in the season. And then also their first round or former first round pick linebacker Kenneth Murray uh, is also uh, coming on a little bit slower than the rest of the guys I mentioned. Nursing an ankle injury. They just don't want to push it with Kenneth Murray. Uh, he's still a young player. He still has a lot of upside. Um, so they want to just take their time with that. But the Chargers are getting healthy at the right time. Uh, and then of course, you know, after last season's just absolute embarrassment of a game against the Patriots, uh, they need all of the players that they can get uh, going up against this team. As we know, the Patriots don't beat themselves. So the Patriots, uh, so the Chargers have to go out there and do it. But that's going to, I think, wrap things up for this first segment. Um, after we come back after this break, uh, we're going to jump into some questions about the Patriots. Uh, I'm very interested to find out. Obviously, we got a couple of former Chargers on that squad, so we're going to get into that right after this. This episode of Locked On Chargers and Locked On Patriots is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving our community since 1965. McDonald's has always been a place to get tasty, affordable food, but it's also a place where your friends and family can come to connect, a place where classmates can meet for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's a place you always look forward to stopping to on a long road trip and to rest your legs and to refuel. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did someone say locked on Chargers watch party? I'm loving it. This episode is also brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure pointless or seemingly intimidating questions like, is this Odyssey an LX or an EX, or wait for the person behind the counter to order the parts on their computer, and choosing only the brands that their warehouse carries? Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or 100% more on the same parts from your chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low. Go right now to rockauto.com to see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so we know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. 
All right, guys, we are back here on the crossover episode. Uh, and this is one, like I said before, I know Charger fans have been waiting for because of that ugly game that they saw last season. I mean, that was, the, like I said, one of the worst losses in franchise history for the Chargers. Uh, just a terrible showing. Um, but before we jump into that, during the offseason, the Chargers lost one of their big players, and that's tight end Hunter Henry, who signed with the Patriots, got a pretty good deal. And we kind of saw a little foreshadowing after that 45 to nothing game with that hug with Hunter Henry and uh, Bill Belichick. So it kind of seemed to me like Bill knew he was going to get Hunter Henry before the end of the season. But how has Hunter looked through the first seven games of the season? Well, Hunter Henry has been one of those players, David, that has been everything is advertised and more. A little bit of a slow start out of the gate, but that really wasn't so much an indictment on Hunter's ability. Patriots offense still really finding itself under a rookie quarterback, new play calling, a little bit of, uh, you know, new style of offense for the Patriots this year. But at the same time, Hunter has been that prototypical wide tight end that everyone in New England has been clamoring for since the departure of Rob Gronkowski. This kid can block. He can run routes as well as anyone I've ever covered in the league. And I saw that in him from the time that he was a rookie in his time in Los Angeles. And you know this better than anybody, that he is capable of running routes as well or even better than most wide receivers. That has helped him develop such a great synergy with Mac Jones and really has allowed Hunter to be one of his most prolific and most favorite targets. So at the same time, he has been excellent in that uh, realm, but it's the little things that Hunter does that really sets him apart from the rest. When you think about what this kid is capable of doing in the open field, he's also a very adept blocker and a very good special teamer. Bill Belichick on Monday morning raved about a play that most people would not have picked up on, but most you know, fans in New England place such a premium on special teams, and that's in the opening kickoff. Gunnar Rashelski, player that I know Los Angeles Chargers fans remember all too well from last year, um, had well. a very, very prolific opening, uh, you know, a kickoff return. And one of the big reasons why is because Hunter came all the way over from the opposite side of the field, threw a key block in that situation that allowed Hunter to get into position, and the Patriots started with great field position as a result. That's not something that Hunter was charged to do. That's not something that was normally expected of him, but he did it because he knew it needed to be done. Those are the little things that really endear Bill Belichick and had endeared the Patriots fan base to Hunter Henry. He's very well loved and very well respected up here. And it definitely warms my heart because as you know, David, this is a kid that I've wanted to see in Patriot blue for a long time. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. A guy who just does pretty much everything that the tight end position asks you to do at a very high level. He's not the fastest tight end in the world, mm -hmm. but he makes up for that with very soft hands and that very accurate route running. And then you, you mentioned Mac Jones, uh, Mac Jones beat out Cam Newton to be the Patriots starting QB. And I mean, he's doing very well. He's completing over 70% of his passes, but he's also thrown six interceptions in those seven games as well. What has kind of been your evaluation of the rookie QB so far? Well, Mac has a tremendous amount of poise and a tremendous amount of command in this offense for such a young quarterback. You don't usually see that type of confidence in a rookie, but Mac just exudes it every single time he takes the ball, and it's really endeared him to his teammates. You hear all the time uh, teammates that have been around in this system for a long time, like Devin McCourty, who we mentioned in the previous segment, Matthew Slater, the special teams captain, David Andrews, the captain of the offensive line, their center, has come 
constantly gone on record to say that they see a confidence and an ability in Mac that really is uncommon throughout a lot of quarterbacks. And these guys played alongside Tom Brady for a number of years up here in New England. So they know of which they speak when it comes to quarterbacks that just have that it factor. Mac has definitely done his job. Now, has it been perfect? Absolutely not. You mentioned the interceptions. Some of those are coming on coverage interceptions or coverage sacks or attempts to get pressure on him where Mac is throwing the ball into situations that maybe a veteran would not do. So in that respect, he is looking like a rookie in that regard. But when it comes to being able to you know, dictate the, uh, the tempo of the game, run the two-minute drill, uh, Mac has been very effective in doing so. And again, he possesses the poise and the resiliency to be able to come back from difficult situations. Two weeks ago against the Dallas Cowboys, through that back-breaking pick six to Trayvon Diggs, most quarterbacks, especially rookie quarterbacks, would have kind of cowered in the corner and they wouldn't have rebounded from that. Mac not only came back from it, he targeted the same receiver he wanted in that play, and he also went after the same player that had just ripped the pick six on him. So that type of guts, <laughs> for lack of a better term, I know it's a family show, but that type of guts really is something that I think is going to continue to have him build into a pretty solid career here in New England. I mean, you got to have that swagger no matter what. You got to have confidence at the quarterback position because, you know, if you make a mistake, you got to be able to flush it and move on because that can right. affect how you play the game. But the Patriots funnel their offense primarily through the running backs and the tight ends. Do you think that's a function of Josh McDaniel's offense or is that more set up to suit Mac Jones? I think it's a little bit of both. I think that when you look at traditionally what Josh McDaniels likes to do, he loves to run 12-man, 22-man personnel. That ability to have those two tight end sets and utilize the run game to set up play action. And he's done that his entire career. He's done that with Tom Brady so effectively here in New England. And New England usually had two pretty good tight ends where they could do that. Obviously, the aforementioned Rob Gronkowski, Aaron Hernandez back in the early days, you know, I'm not going to get into that, but I mean, talk about the production on the field. Those two guys were very dynamic in terms Absolutely. of how they could play off of one another. Um, after, you know, obviously Hernandez was no longer a member of this franchise. Gronkowski had that type of synergy with guys like Martellus Bennett, who came in to play a little bit alongside him. Uh, they tried to bring in guys that would be able to replicate that. And when the Patriots did have those two tight end sets, they ran the offense very fluidly and very effectively. But the running game has always been a big part of setting up play action. And this year, they're able to do it with Damian Harris running the ball very effectively. Obviously, the loss of James White affected the running game of this team. You saw... Um, atypical fumbles that the Patriots were making with their running backs, whether it be J.J. Taylor or the rookie Ramondre Stevenson. These have been issues for New England right along. So when you look at how they're utilizing their runners now, they're utilizing Damian as the feature back. Uh, guys like Brandon Bolden have stepped up to be that third down receiving back out of the backfield and kind of a platoon going on right now between J.J. Taylor and Ramondre Stevenson. So I look for the Pats to really go run heavy this week and those guys are going to be a big part of it yeah obviously no surprise with the with the Chargers run defense but I'm sure we'll get into that in the next segment here but the Patriots defense has performed pretty well against the run and the pass but they haven't got a lot of pressure on the quarterback do you think that's a concern in this game going up against Justin Herbert 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, and you hear Bill Belichick talk about Justin Herbert started a little bit on Monday, continued into his press conference on Wednesday morning, nothing but glowing things to say. And really, I mean, it's all well-deserved. And then some Justin, in my opinion, is playing at as high a level as a quarterback can play in this league as anyone taking snaps under center right now. He simply does it all well. He can make the quick read. He can throw the ball down the field. He can extend plays with his legs. He's just so adept at being able to make all the moves that a quarterback needs to make. So when you're a New England Patriots team right now that has had some issues getting after the quarterback, it's definitely a concern. Now, in terms of players that I would look for to take on a big role this week, Matt Judon out of the uh, the defense has really made a big difference, and he's really bolstered that pass rush. So he's going to be the guy to pin his ears back and try to get after the quarterback. But one guy that I would watch for if I'm a Chargers fan is rookie defensive tackle Christian Barmore. This kid is showing an ability to push the pocket beyond his years that really has become a disruptive force in pass defense for the New England Patriots. He's capable of getting after the quarterback, and I know a lot of Pats fans expected him to be a prototypical run defender, but Barmore has the ability to get after the passer as well. So those are two names that I would keep an eye on if I'm a Chargers fan this weekend watching for protection against Justin Herbert. Those are going to be the guys the Patriots want to try to get active and try to get into the game plan early on. Yeah, it's kind of a reverse situation here. You're going to have the Chargers rookie left tackle, Rashawn Slater, going up against Matthew Judon. And you're going to have the rookie Barmore going up against the veteran center in Corey Lindsley. So those are going to definitely be two matchups that are going to be really exciting to watch in this football game. But I'm going to close things out with this. If you're creating a game plan to try to beat the Patriots, what would that look like? Well, I think the play, the blueprint has kind of been laid out a little bit what you need to do to keep the patriots on their heels is keep them off the scoreboard early get early stops show this team that you're going to be able to get after the quarterback put pressure on mac jones now the patriots offensive line has had their woes and that's been one of the big difficulties in them being able to put points on the board is helping mac jones feel comfortable last week against the jets and that's a pretty good front seven that the jets do have for all of the difficulties they have in the secondary and on the offensive side of the ball, they still employ a pretty good front seven. So the Patriots offensive line was able to provide key blocks, get run and pass protection early. If the Patriots are allowed to set and run their game right off the bat, that's going to play to their advantage. So if I'm the Chargers, get off to a start where you're keeping them off the field, force three and outs, keep Mac Jones off balance, try to win your battles against the, the offensive line of the New England Patriots, and that will allow the ball to be placed in the hands of Justin Herbert. If that happens, then he can start to pick apart that secondary that we talked about in the last segment, David, is right now very thin beyond outside corner, the two starters. That secondary can be had right now, and Justin Herbert is as good as anyone in the league at being able to pick it apart. That's how I would look at it if I'm the Los Angeles Chargers this weekend. All right. Well, I mean, that's all the questions I have from from my side. So I'm going to go ahead and throw this over to Mike Debate to let him go ahead and get into his questions for me. And we'll do that right after this. Locked On listeners, thank you once again for making not only Locked On Patriots, but also Locked On Chargers your first listen each and every day. And you know we've got you covered when it comes to all things Patriots and Chargers. But with the trade deadline right around the corner, don't miss the NFL trade deadline show reaction to every move, plus a second half season preview. Much, much more than that as well, folks. Catch the show live from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern, November 2nd, on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. 
free and available wherever you get your podcasts as well. And not only are David and myself back for round three here on Locked On Crossover Thursday, but you know who else is back, folks? Our good friends at betonline.ag. Brand new web interface for the start of the basketball season. More props, more odds, more lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot all season long for basketball and football action. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball to football to baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, you name it, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Folks, once again, we are here for Locked On Crossover Thursday. Locked On Chargers, Dave Drogemeyer, followed by myself, Mike DeBate, host of the Locked On Patriots podcast. And Dave, we talked a lot about the New England Patriots and what they bring to the table, but my fans here in Locked On Patriots are dying to find out a little bit more about your Los Angeles Chargers. And I guess we'll start where everybody's mind and everybody's eyes are going to be focused, and that is on quarterback Justin Herbert. Obviously a huge rookie season for Justin last year, really is becoming one of the best prototypical quarterbacks that you can find anywhere in the NFL just does everything well and he's capable of executing in so many different ways when you look at what Justin has brought to the table David what has made him take that step from promising young rookie with a lot of prowess to really NFL level superstar in such a short order and how do you look for him to attack this New England Patriots defense this weekend yeah, Justin Herbert has just came out of nowhere. I mean, I think at, at Oregon you saw some of the flashes of, of the tools. You saw the big arm, you saw the 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 running ability, but you didn't see it a lot because that offense that he played in was a lot of the quick passes, a lot of get the ball out of his hands and get it into the playmakers and let them make moves. And it, it kind of really took away from what he does well. I think when you you saw him in the NFL in his rookie season, um, after you know obviously what happened with Tyrod Taylor getting his first start. You saw him just rip it down the field. And I mean, that's what he is really capable of doing. He he can really make every throw in the book. He has all the arm strength in the world. He has very good pocket presence. He's a, a very smart kid. I mean, a biology major, 4.0 academic uh, Heisman winner, just a, a very brilliant kid. I mean, and also uh, all those questions about him not you know being a leader or not being likable or being too quiet. All of those have been answered emphatically because all his teammates, all his coaches, they all love him. They all say he's one of the guys. He's just, you know, a guy that's going to fit in. He's not that shy guy in the corner that everyone kind of painted him out to be. Um, and for Justin Herbert, I, I think in this offense that he's in now with the kind of the Saints lineage, you know, coming with Joe Lombardi as the Chargers offensive coordinator and also some of the running concepts from San Francisco. I think, you know, what the Chargers offense and Brandon Staley tried to do was try to pick elements from some of the most successful offenses in the NFL and kind of build an offense specifically for Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert is a phenomenal quarterback because he does make mistakes, but he is really adept at learning from those mistakes and not making those same mistakes twice. Uh, and I, I think, you know, one of the things that the Patriots did last year 
against Justin Herbert was really confuse him a lot with some of those coverages. I think that's one thing that he has attacked uh, in this offseason to try to uh, identify those defenses. I think Brandon Staley has also helped with that as well because he does a lot of that same type of thing on the Chargers defense. So I think he kind of tried to educate him on what the defense is going to do to him and then what he can do to try to beat that as well. So I know Justin Herbert is going to try to get the ball into the hands of Austin Eckler a lot. He's going to try to stress out those linebackers who, by all accounts, have had quite a bit of problems covering, uh, especially Kyle Van Noy and uh, you know Donta Hightower. They're both giving up a QB rating against over 140, uh, which is not great. So I expect them to get targeted a lot with Austin Eckler and with the tight ends. But also one matchup to watch here is J.C. Jackson and either Keenan Allen or Mike Williams. It's kind of a pick your poison situation. So I expect the game plan to start with Austin Eckler and the tight ends and then kind of graduate to the wide receivers on the outside. Yeah, and that's a good point, especially with J.C. Jackson matching up with either Mike Williams or with uh, Keenan Allen. Both players able to make catches in the open field. Keenan definitely is a physical receiver. Tough guy can get up, jump ball, go up and get the ball. Mike Williams definitely has the speed and the uh, the physicality to be able to, uh, to make those catches as well. So it is a pick your poison. And again, that is a situation where the Patriots may be a little bit thin at this point in terms of their ability to have coverage guys down the field, especially in a depleted secondary. When it comes to the offensive side of the ball, or I should say the defensive side of the ball for offensive for New England, but the defensive side of the ball for the um, uh, the uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, right now, anytime you employ Joey Bosa in your pass rush, you're automatically going to be a formidable pass rush team. And the Chargers are. There, uh, That is a concern for the New England Patriots. Again, we talked about it in the previous segment going above and beyond to try to put pressure on Mac Jones, keep him off the field, get him into three and outs, and keep the ball in the hands of Justin Herbert. But one area where they have struggled, and we kind of touched upon this earlier, is in run defense. Right now, the Los Angeles Chargers can be had if you want to be able to run the ball on them. And this is something that the Patriots are coming in doing a fairly good job of. If you are that Los Angeles Chargers coaching staff, Brandon Staley and his coaching staff this week, how are you looking to try to shore that up, knowing that the New England Patriots are going to come in heavy dose of Damian Harris and maybe having all four running backs active to try to give them so many diversified attacks when it comes to the running game? Yeah, I mean, I think quite frankly, it's it's sell out to stop the running backs. I mean, in the passing game and in the running game, because they, they use the passing game and kind of an extension of that running game as well. Also, not don't let those running backs get ahead of steam. I think I saw that a lot with uh, Stevenson and also Damian Harris, when he gets ahead of steam, like he looks like he gets shot out of a cannon. So you can't let him really build up that momentum or else he's going to run wild all day long. He really has good acceleration and good burst. Um, I think, like I said, I touched on Justin Jones coming back earlier. That's definitely a big key component of this, uh, of the Chargers improving that run defense, who right now is dead last in the league, giving up 160 plus rushing yards a game and also 5.5 yards per carry. That can't happen because the Chargers defense is getting worn out, staying on the field. The time of possession is so skewed in the uh, in the opposite direction because opposing teams just know that they can run the ball, stay in, in those first and second and third and short situations and just keep the chains moving. They need to sell out to stop the run and really force the rookie quarterback, Mac Jones, to beat them. I think that's really what the recipe has to be. Brandon Staley did say he identified some issues with 
the the run defense and also some crack replace issues with the cornerbacks on the outside not really um, doing their job and forcing the the opposing running backs back on the inside where the defense is flowing to they need to see some improvement there um, they also just need to be more physical just downright they have to run they have to attack the running backs and really run through them and if they do that then they might see some success. They, but, you know, the Patriots are going to attack them with multiple different running backs, and also they're going to use the tight ends um, uh, in the running game as well. So uh, it's a big concern, and up to this point, the Chargers have only stopped one team, and that was the Las Vegas Raiders on Monday Night Football. So uh, it's definitely a huge concern for the Chargers in this game. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that as well, because you know the New England Patriots are going to be looking to utilize those tight ends out of the backfield, maybe even the fullback. Jakob Johnson's looked pretty good the last couple of games. If John U. Smith is healthy, and by all indications, he's back out on the practice field, he's a dangerous weapon catching the ball or maybe even carrying it out of the backfield as a jet sweep. So something to watch for if you're a Chargers fan. You know the New England Patriots are going to be doing that, but the Chargers are anticipating that as well. So don't take this as the Patriots are going to run roughshod. They have to be ready because we know the Chargers are coming to play in this game. They're at home, and they're going to be formidable and give the Patriots all they can handle. Dave, I'm going to take this home today by talking about maybe a sore subject, but it is a subject that we will bring up, and this is last year's, uh, you know, debacle, as you like to call it. I mean, I know it was a, a tough one to be on the opposite Painful. end of. Of course, New England, it was a little bit of a different story up here, but special teams are such a premium here in New England, and we saw... I think a tale of two teams last year when it came to 100%. special teams readiness. The New England Patriots came in clicking on all cylinders on special teams. Los Angeles Chargers really didn't look like they were prepared special teams last year. You know that this coaching staff and this team is going to be ready for that this time around. So the Patriots are definitely expecting a much better showing. On special teams, how do you look for Los Angeles to be able to combat what they saw last year? And do you expect a different result this time around? Uh, well, I mean, the Chargers have identified that they know they needed to fix their special teams because they went out and made two moves during the bye week. They mm -hmm. cut their kicker, Tristan Vizcaino. They brought in the uh, the veteran in Hopkins, who was the former kicker of the Washington football team. They also uh, got another returner in Andre Roberts, who has a lot of, have had a lot of success in this league. So they... One thing I, I saw and I know that teams have been doing against the Chargers is kicking it short because they know that there was no explosive athletes uh, that the Chargers had to kind of get a good return. They were going to pin them you know, un behind the 25. The, I mean, their coverage units have been pretty decent, a lot better this year. They have a new defense uh, – or excuse me, a new special teams coordinator with Darius Swinton, and you know, they're, they're not that much better. I mean, they were historically bad last season, but mm. they have improved a little bit, and at least they have shown – that they are going to go out there and try to make improvements, get a new kicker, get a new kick returner, because you can't force Justin Herbert to go 80 plus yards every offensive drive. That's not going to, that's just not going to cut it. So yes, the Chargers are very aware of the, the, the Patriots special teams unit. We, and that's one aspect that they have to try to not impact this game because that's one, one thing about the Patriots is they're not going to beat themselves in any phase. They're, they're very good on offense, uh, on keeping it clean. They're very good on, on defense without uh, with not getting penalties. And on special teams, that's a unit that they've used as a weapon to their advantage. So the Chargers have to, to be very aware of that and be ready for that. 
because Gunnar Olszewski is one of the best returners in the NFL, bar none. Yeah, and Gunnar is uh, slowly, uh, you know, rounding back into form after a little bit of a tough start to 2021. But that being said, this is a much different Chargers team, a much improved and a much more confident Chargers team than the Patriots faced last year. So for all those 45 to nothing talk about what happened last year, do not put that on your shoulders, folks. We expect a very, very good game on Sunday. And Chargers right now are favorites in this game for a reason, and it's not just because they're the home team. They are playing well in all phases of the game, and I, for one, am really looking forward to this. It's going to be a great matchup at SoFi Stadium in the City of Angels. Folks, he is Dave Drogemeyer, one half of the hosting tandem of Locked On Chargers. He and Daniel Wade put on a tremendous show and definitely follow David on Twitter at DRotalkSD. You can find me and Locked On Patriots on the Bird app, at LO underscore Patriots. Follow me individually at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. For Locked On Crossover Thursday, he's Dave Drogemeyer. I'm Mike DeBate. Thank you so much for joining this episode of the Locked On Crossover Thursday podcasts. And remember, Locked On Crossover podcasts are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for making the Locked On Network your first listen every day.